going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Backseat Directors, your number one podcast destination on all the latest movie reviews and recommendations. And I'm your host, Andre Hutchins. And thank you so much, all of you, for joining me. It's great to have all of you here. So thank you for tuning in from wherever you may find yourself. Uh, But before uh, we get into today's movie review, just a few announcements. Uh, So first, I posted a poll on both Twitter and Facebook uh, just the other day about adding a new segment uh, to each episode, just kind of like a Q&A, a question and answer from uh, from the listeners. So to those who participated, thank you. Uh, thank you for your feedback. Very much appreciated. It's actually something that I've been thinking about for a while, uh, just a way to, you know, to keep you uh, more engaged and to feel like you're more a part of the show, if that's something you guys are interested in. And so almost all the answers I got uh, back were yes. Uh, so I take that 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 is something that our listeners do want to hear. So come next episode, uh, I will include a small Q&A uh, from the listeners. And what I'll do, so make sure you're following Backseat Directors on social media, because what I'll do is I will um, I will send out a tweet or a Facebook post or an Instagram and uh, just announce that, hey, I've got an episode up, you know, coming up, going to be recording soon, so send me your questions. And, I, and I'll ask them to be specific, you know, you maybe were uh, more uh, directed toward the movie that we'll be discussing. Um, but yeah, so, um, so yeah, so if, if, if you do follow us, great. If you don't, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Um, I'm most active on those two sites right now. We do have an Instagram account, and I'll be sure to post there too, uh, just to announce, you know, when the Q&A or when I'm gonna need that Q&A. But, uh, but right now, since it's just me, managing social media has been fairly challenging. Um, I'm hoping to have help soon, and that's something exciting that <laughs> I hope to add to Backseat Directors. Uh, but anyway, okay. So last announcement, I just wanted to announce uh, that my wife, uh, Amy, she has a brand new podcast. That's right. Uh, Amy Jane, she just released um, her first few episodes on her new podcast called Cafe Binge. And on the podcast, she talks about all things binge worthy. So for her, that's beauty tips, wellness, spirituality, and just really thing, uh, really anything in life that she's passionate about. Um, she talks on uh, about on Cafe Binge. So you can find Cafe Binge. Currently, it's on iTunes and Podbean. Uh, but soon it will be on all other podcast platforms. So, uh, so yeah, so go subscribe, find Cafe Binge, and enjoy. Okay, everyone, we are about to get into our movie review, and the movie review that we will be uh, discussing today is on the new movie, The Upside. So, The Upside, it is a comedy drama um, written by John Hartmere. And it's somewhat based on a true story. And I say that very loosely because anytime I hear these movies based on a true story, inspired by true events, you know, I can, you, you got to take these with a grain of salt. Um, it's just, you never know what's actually true and what's been fictionalized or, you know, just altered in, in terms of the true timeline or true story. And so, so yeah, it, it is based on a true story. It, it, it's, it's the American adaptation of actually, a, it's a French film uh, called The Untouchables. Now, I don't know if I said that correctly. I'm just pronouncing it <laughs> how I see it. So if that's something that uh, maybe I should have said with a French accent, then, uh, okay, I'll give it a shot. The Intocables. <laughs> Um, okay, and by French I meant Spanish because I don't know how to speak French and my Spanish is pretty rusty. Anyway, okay, so uh, 
the upside, it's uh, the American adaptation of the French film The Untouchables, which is inspired by the true story and life of a very wealthy Frenchman named Felipe Pozo de Borgo. Okay, so the film, it stars Brian Cranston as Philip Lacasse. Uh, he's a quadra, uh, quadriplegic billionaire uh, who's in need of a new life auxiliary or a live-in life assistant. And it also stars Kevin Hart as Del Scott. Uh, he's an ex-con and he is in need of employment. Uh, who just so happens to be, <laughs> he's just at, at the right place at the right time. So the film, it, it plays out fairly predictably from there. Uh, Dell has no experience, no training, and he has no reason at all as to why he should be hired as Phil uh, Phillips' life auxiliary, uh, and yet he gets the job. And so Philip, he has his reasons as to why he offers Dell the job. You know, some are more nuanced, and others are fairly cut and dry. Uh, regardless, they make a very unlikely pair, both from dramatically different worlds, and this forces them to have to learn and adapt. Uh, as these two worlds come colliding so um, the film it was uh, so it made its initial debut in 2017 at the Toronto International Film Festival so yeah that, that was a while ago almost two years ago the distribution rights were originally owned by the Weinstein Company now if that name sounds familiar uh, you'll understand why in a second so uh, yeah, distribution rights were originally owned by the Weinstein Company, and it was scheduled to release um, originally back in March of 2018. However, after the fallout from the Harvey Weinstein sexual abuse allegations, the movie was shelved, so it was kind of put on hold until those distribution rights were sold off to STX Entertainment, who then released the movie nationwide uh, just a little bit ago on January 11th, 2019. The upside, it is directed by Neil Berger. If that name sounds familiar, here's what you'll likely know him from. Uh, he has directed uh, such films as uh, Limitless, uh, The Illusionist, and also the 2014 Divergent film, among many other films. So it had a production budget of $37.5 million, and as of today, it has currently brought in uh, just just a little over $26 million at the box office. The movie has a running time of two hours and six minutes. Uh, you know, so uh, really, if you don't include if you don't include previews and then the end credits, you can probably get out of there in under two hours. Uh, the upside is rated PG-13 for suggestive content and drug use. So use of marijuana is uh, it's shown fairly liberally uh, liberally in a couple of scenes. Uh, both characters smoking and the only other scene I think parents might want to be cautious of for younger viewers is when Dell he actually hires a couple of call girls as entertainment for both himself and Philip the scene shows some kissing and some uh, some ear rubbing uh, that I know that doesn't make sense now but if when you watch the film it will uh, and the scene lasts about 30 seconds so uh, there are also some uh, somewhat heavy and difficult top topics addressed throughout the film, uh, notably death, suicide, and depression. I believe these topics are addressed well, though, and and they are given their rightful attention to the characters and story. I just yeah, I just wanted to give a heads up um, to yeah any any adults or parents who might allow younger viewers to see the movie. So the upside it also stars Nicole Kidman 
as Yvonne Pendleton. She is Philip's administrative assistant, but in reality, she is much more of his uh, of his life assistant. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't want to say life assistant because yeah, that's technically Dell's job, but um, she manages much more the affairs of his life and not just his business. So, um, but all three of these actors, uh, I think they really do excel in their roles in the movie. I I especially enjoyed Cranston um, in this movie and his ability to to really he he drew me into the movie and into believing and sympathizing for his quadriplegic character. Uh, Cranston he's a seasoned actor and for me it, it's somewhat refreshing to see him in these kind of roles just something new. Uh, it helps to take away my built up disgust for his character Walter White <laughs> in Breaking Bad. So for any of you who have seen Breaking Bad, you know what I'm talking about, right? I'm right though, right? Uh I I I find myself kind of experiencing this with a lot of actors. I, I think too often when, you know, certain shows or movies they kind of leave a lasting impression or memory of, you know, a specific actor. So when we see them in other movies or shows it's hard to disassociate them from their previous role. So here's an example. Think of John Krasinski, right? To me, he is always, always going to be Jim Halpert in the office, right? No matter what I see him in, even if you see him in a quiet place, you're like, oh my gosh, Jim, what are you doing out there? <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so seeing Brian Cranston in this uh, role, I-, I liked it and I thought he did really well. Uh, and Kevin Hart, uh, gosh, Kevin Hart, he will bring a lot of genuine laughs in the movie. I and mean, he does bring a lot of genuine laughs in the movie. And I definitely found myself laughing out loud at various moments throughout the film, uh, along with the audience. And so the movie, it, it does have a lot of charm to it and it has some more inspiring moments, but where I feel the movie, uh, kind of begins to struggle is in its ability, um, or its inability, I should say its inability to make you truly believe like a story like this could actually happen. And so I know, again, I'm going to go back to what I say about being this being based on a true story, right? I think more accurately, I should say it's inspired by a true story because there are just certain things throughout the movie that, you know, when you see it, it just made me question whether or not that these certain events would actually play out the way that they do in the movie. And so, so yeah, so there, there are just certain things where I'm, you know, when they played out and, and again, I'm being vague just because I don't want to give away any spoilers or anything like that. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I kind of found myself scratching my head going, yeah, I'm not so sure that that's actually how that would go if this were real. Okay. And so then my other critique, um, it would actually, uh, it, it would actually have to be, uh, about just in some moments, uh, in the film, um, where you know there's supposed to be some real emotional heft to to some scenes, there are difficult topics being explored that I wish were explored at a deeper level. So you know some of the topics like uh, poverty or crime or just how we, uh, you know, as humans we we want to escape from our past and um, and so I felt like that there were opportunities to really explore these themes that were left just uh it just left me wanting and so so yeah i I, you know the movie the movie really presents um you know difficult topics and in a very uh good and meaningful and learning learning uh 
uh, a way in which you know you'll be able to learn from those characters and things like that. But yeah, no, I just I thought there were, there were opportunities left. Um, yeah, just kind of just left undone somewhat, where you know other topics could have really been explored uh, in, in a in a very positive light. So, um, aside from these critiques, though. I actually really enjoyed this film. So I know it's not rating well on Rotten Tomatoes, okay? At least among critics. The audience, it, it, uh, on the other hand, they're they're actually enjoying this movie. And I am one of them. I did enjoy this film. Um, and to, yeah, enough so that my official backseat director's recommendation for the upside is go see it. And so I think... I think this movie is worth your time and money. At least I th- I thought it was worth my time and money. And I think I honestly think most people who do go see this movie will have a positive experience. Um, and since the pickings in theaters right now aren't very abundant, I feel like The Upside is a fairly safe choice. So that is my review of The Upside and my recommendation. So yeah, I do see, I do think it's a go see it. So um, if you do go see it and you liked it, let me know. If you didn't like it, also let me know. I would love to talk to you guys more about the movie. Um, you can find us on social media like I'd already uh, already stated previously. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the BD Podcast. And uh, so, yeah, you guys, thanks so much. Thank you for joining me. I I love doing this, and I love to know that there are people out there downloading this podcast, listening to me talk about movies, which is something that I I truly, genuinely love to do. And so thank you. Thank you for downloading today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Please stay subscribed um, to the podcast so you can stay up to date with each episode that comes out. Our next movie review is actually going to be on uh, the new M. Night Shyamalan movie, Glass. So I just saw that last night, and I'm going to be recording my episode this weekend, and that will be out next week. Um, so yeah, again, once again, thanks, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next week at the movies. The Backseat Director's theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album Ozo Motley Presents Ozo Kids and all of their other music on iTunes. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The BD Podcast. It's movie day, yeah, the time has come, uh, uh. so many different types of movies we can all choose from, there's action, adventure, animation, and comedy, there's sci-fi, and westerns, and classics, documentaries, uh. so many options, so much variety, there's a perfect movie for you, and him, and her, and me, uh. so find your seat, in the perfect row Sit back, relax, kick up your feet And turn off your phone